Hey guys, welcome to the Outside Voice Studios podcast. I'm your host, Bo Spencer. Today on the show, we've got my brother, Kentre Horton. He's a stylist, image consultant, and a mentor. Kentre, go ahead and tell the people what's up. Hello, listeners. I am beyond blessed to be here. How's my boy Bo doing? Man, I'm great, brother. I can't complain about a thing. Very happy to have you on the show. Thank you so much. It's been uh, a long time coming, and I'm finally... I'm finally here. Finally here, man. Yeah, I think that we've been talking about the podcast and recording some of our conversations for a while now, man. So, yeah, I'm definitely glad that that's coming into reality. That's coming into fruition. Nice. Nice. Yeah, man. So when I first met you, well, I met you like five or six years ago. I was um, I had flown out to Los Angeles. I was in Hollywood so that I could do a uh, photo shoot. Um, I got to hang out with you one night and then we just kicked it off from there, stayed in touch. And then when I came back out to LA, uh, for my sabbatical, was that five, six years ago, man, it feels like it. When was that? I was living in downtown LA and you were there on a gig and you came to my spot. Didn't we go to a party in the Hills that night? We did. Definitely, and man. Michael Strahan like, was there. <laughs> dude, walking out as we were walking in, late as fuck. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like, no, I, I feel I'm, like, I'm 27 now, so I, that that must have been about five or six years ago, man. When I, when I was um my first time in L.A., I believe that I was like 21, 22. Right, right. I always feel like we had met each other before then, but we had just run in the same circle. Exactly. From small towns in Kentucky. And you were really good friends with my cousin. Yeah, Coleman. Coleman's the man. He's a great guy. Right. Right. No, that was a great experience. I'm really glad that we kind of got to uh, pop your L.A. cherry in a big way that night. Who else did? Who else was there? Not to veer too much off subjects. Um, I'm not really sure, but then after that, dude, we when I whenever I came back to L.A., we were in the Hollywood Hills hanging out at the mansion and dodging dude. mountain lions, and I was painting and freestyling dude. on the patio. I was, it was almost eaten alive, and my boy would have had my back, <laughs> but he had gone inside to oh. re-up our drink situation, and I am sitting outside by myself smoking a stove, and I see what appears to be a house cat. I'm like, God damn that house cat got a big old head and then it just kept going and going i'm like that's a fucking mountain lion all right homie remember your training get up <laughs> knock a few bucks and then it and then you walk out it leaps over a beetle uh yeah she drove a beetle yeah it was yeah, insane, yeah, yeah, dude. yeah man yeah, that was it, that whole time there you know being in the hollywood hills was crazy we heard coyotes almost every night you know if it wasn't every night if it wasn't, those were some formative years, man. We, I mean, let, talk about lessons learned. We won't get into every lesson learned, but uh, many lessons was, learned, uh, and that's many. one of the reasons I'm really happy to have you on the show now. I mean, uh, years ago, man, we were sitting on the couch in the hills, and we were talking about, man, I'm gonna make it with this. I'm gonna make it with that. When I get you, bro, I've got mm-hmm. your back, man. We'll be together, Dude. man. You know what I'm saying? And that's what it's about. Dude, watching I remember your that verbatim. Who, whichever one of us makes it first, we will bring the other one, and that's exactly that's what true friendship is all about, man. Not many people have that, and it's uh, it's a blessing to have you in my life. And outside voices, man, we got two of them right here. Yeah, absolutely, man, absolutely. It's uh, it's a great thing. It's all coming together. 
Welcome to the podcast, man. Um, so again, as I told the people, you're a stylist, you're an image consultant. Uh, do you care to go in depth about that a little bit and um, educate these people for me? I am God. I I could I could fill in so many blanks. I have many titles, but my official title is image consultant. I have been in fashion for over a decade. I don't want to age myself. <laughs> but uh it's been a it's been a journey to get where I am today. I started out in Kentucky, moved to New York uh for about four months uh right before college, then went back to UK where uh I was with some of your people, the Elzas in uh Lexington and I feel like that's kind of where my uh my desire to actually work in the fashion industry and create a name for myself uh, began because when everybody else was choosing a major, there was nothing that really suited me in the long run. I knew I wanted to do something big, but I just didn't know what to call it. I knew that I had the people skills. I knew that I had an eye for detail, but I just couldn't pinpoint at that time uh, how I wanted to use my gift, uh, and to be able to call it a gift because not everybody is, uh, is aware of what they possess, uh, you know, being a gift, like you have a gift for, you know, putting art on canvas and, uh, this ability that I have to look at something and be able to create something from nothing or, you know, make a woman feel beautiful or give a man some swag for an interview. Um, it is, uh, it's a gift from God and everybody has this gift, but for me, it was just, you know, honing in on which part of the fashion industry I wanted because, uh, I had a background in modeling like someone else I know. And, uh, I knew that once that was over that I wanted to continue, but I wanted to not be just a face in the, in a room. Um, so I began to, I'd never went to fashion school, um, which I, in hindsight, it would have behooved me, but, um, you learn a lot about fashion in the modeling world. And I, I just knew that when I was on my own, um, after my really, really shitty contract was up. And by the way, I was the worst, worst model, um, constantly wanting to do more than the job entailed um but i feel like i'm rambling am i saying too much am i doing too much no not at all man this is all <laughs> great this is perfect i think that you touched on a really important subject um you talked about people having a gift people having skills and talents yet that's not really encouraged in a school atmosphere or in the uh institutional atmosphere of education nowadays why do you think people aren't really, you know, pushed or encouraged to follow to follow their true passions? And but we get told that an awful lot. But why don't you think that we're actually encouraged to do that? You know, to follow our own instincts. Yeah. I believe. Yeah. Um, well, I mean, we've got, like you said, these gifts, these talents, these skills, and when we're in high school and junior high, they're not considered gifts, talents, or skills. You know, algebra is a gift, a talent, and a skill. You know, I mean, that that's a skill, but it's not the same. We have a completely different set of tools, a completely different skill set than a lot of people out there. 
And I think that it's sad that teachers don't really encourage that or they don't know how to teach that or how to really incubate that and make it grow. Why do you think that is? Well, I think you hit the nail on the head when you when you said that teachers don't encourage it because uh, if we look at what teachers are there for, they're there to teach a specific subject and not necessarily hone in on someone's particular ability. Um, I think that may be more of a guidance counselor's position, but I never really had uh, a teacher be like, okay, Kintray, what do you really want to be? I think I was in the seventh grade. I won't mention any names, but I said, I want to go to the NBA. And if anyone who had ever seen me play basketball, that was a long shot. Uh, and I remember a teacher telling me that that would never happen. And I was just like, can you say that? <laughs> and is that all right that she said that? It was probably true. But to kind of shoot somebody's dream down. That's terrible. Uh, it was, uh, yeah, it was a kind of an eye-opening experience. Um, but it's, I think that people, it takes a long time to call. Like, I'm just now getting to the point where I'm comfortable calling my gift an actual gift because it is a gift and if there were people in our lives that would use the word gift and make us feel special about these talents that each and every one of us possess which is the great thing about the human experience is that every one of us is different every one of us is here for a purpose we are here on this planet to be ourselves um and that gift isn't, um, I think it depends on where you're from. I have quite a few friends, like my buddy Justin, when he was growing up, he was always encouraged to to be who he was. Uh, of course, he was born and raised in L.A., um, and I think that in a larger, a larger city, people tend to uh, think more with uh, their heads as far as... Um, you know, what they choose to believe. And there's there's just not that stigma of you can't do this because of such and such. I was brought up in a very conservative household. So it was just a very structured, almost militant way of, um, of learning and expressing myself. And I was honest, honestly, and no offense to my family, but who I really was was suppressed for many, many years. Um, and it's a shame, dude, that, that uh, people aren't like us in the sense that we were, we had the strength and the wherewithal to be like, this isn't my life. Thank you. Because I think that, you know, I can't speak for you, but I, you know, I know that you had a great life growing up. You know, we both had struggles, but at the end of the day that, you know, our families did a lot for us um, so that we could go out and and make something of ourselves. Absolutely, man. I think that a strong support group is very important. And if you don't have that, and in, uh, to a lot of the people that don't have that, 
I hope that they can find outside voice as that support group, you know. I mean, us right. as the studios, yes. I want this to be a place. I want so many podcasts for me. I like to turn them on while I'm painting or whenever I'm driving, doing something like that. But it's a friendly voice having an interesting conversation, maybe opening a conversation that I would never have with myself or with my friends had I not heard that. So it's always... Um, it's always interesting when you get those types of situations, but support, oh man, I'm so grateful, so thankful for everyone that supported me with my art career, you know, um, we definitely, we did, none of this happens overnight and it takes a lot of work and I think that it's finally starting to pay off and start, uh, finally starting to come together and that's great, man, but <clears throat> this by no means was easy. This was not an easy process and, um, I mean, there's just so many different ways. Where, where, do you, where do you think that, not to cut you off, my man, uh, where do you think that your ability to stick it out came from? If you could answer that, I'd be very curious to know. Because like you said, it, it doesn't happen overnight. And if anyone has uh, any experience in success and attaining success, it's, uh, it is a long and dusty, windy, bumpy road. I think that it all comes from failure, honestly, man. I mean, being able to overcome, you have to have something to over overcome. You have to have an obstacle placed before you, some kind of challenge, so that you can really figure out what you're made of, you know? Are you metal or are you cotton, you know? And this is... I'm I'm grateful that I figured that I'm grateful that I figured that out at a young age, and um, I'm grateful that I had some opportunities and uh, you know some opportunities to grow at a young age, some opportunities to mature at a young age. I'm I'm grateful that those were tossed at me, and they weren't easy. You know, these aren't great, fun things I'm talking about, but they definitely were put in my life for a reason. They've changed me, and I've man, I'm telling you every. Every lesson I've learned up to this point, I'm using now, you know, I mean, and that's what life is all about. That's what the smart people do. I mean, you mess up time and time again, but learn from it and you're only going to get better. If you don't learn from it, then you're just dumb. You know, uh, you got to get it together. <laughs> but for me, it, it, it absolutely all came from failure. My motivation, my hunger came from people from doubt and from failure came from people doubting me, telling me, no, there's no way that you can do that. You're just a kid from Kentucky. Why do you think that you could be a world painter? Why do you think that your photos and your pictures are any better than anyone else's? And why should they be up on the world or up, up on walls around the world? And pff, dude, at the end of the day comes down to, you know, I, I fight with my ego a lot and I try and separate myself from that. But then you've got to have confidence and you got to puff your chest out and know that you're the shit. You got to walk out in the world ready to go get yours, man. You got to know that you deserve this. If you're hungry, if you worked for it, then get it, take it, smile, and then thank your opponent for their for their challenge, you know? Right. So speaking of success, man, the the quote dress for success, what does that mean to you? Dress for the job that you want. Period. I mean, if you want to and it that comes from my grandfather and that was instilled for me from a very young age um, that no matter where you go or what you're doing, someone's always watching. And you have, what is this, uh, the statistic that states you have X amount of seconds before someone makes a general analysis of who they think you are. You have about three seconds to make an impression. 
uh, or something along those lines. And that is beyond the truth, as you know, many people would like to tell you that uh, you know what you look like doesn't matter. That is, uh, and uh, <laughs> that is fake news. That is, we got fake news here. It is uh, beyond not true, and it is not everything. Don't please don't get me wrong. It is you know it, what you possess on the inside at the end of the day is what counts and what will get you further. But what opens that door, what makes a crack in that window, is the package that your gift comes in, and I can't express that enough. And that's what I try to get across to my clients because I don't want to be taken as a person who's trying to push a superficial agenda. It's not about that at all. This is just when you look polished. I'm not even going to say good. When you look polished, because everybody has their own style. And I don't try to implement my style on any particular person. I am there to work with you and get to know who you are. I never dress a client who I don't sit down and have a consultation with. Because if I don't know you, I can't style you. I was just going to ask you what services you offer. You're kind of leading off into that. So go ahead and tell the people what services you offer. I offer personal styling uh, consulting. So I really sit down with someone for about half an hour. uh, If it even takes that long, I get to know what someone's uh, his or her style wants and needs are. Where are you trying to go? Who are you trying to be? And that goes along with what you were saying earlier, uh, Bo, about having that confidence. And I think you and I are very lucky to be able to say confidently without any ego involved that, you know, I, I happen to be the shit. In, in case you didn't know that. Exactly. I, I say that with all humility because I know that what I walk around, walk around with every day uh, on the inside is is greatness you've put the work in you've put the work in exactly and i try to bring that out in everyone that i work with um so once i get uh an image of where they are working towards going in their lives then i can begin to assess what style they want and of course looking at them looking at their bodies not everybody looks like you know adriana lima or uh you know David Beckham, you really uh, have to know your own body. And I, you know, thank God for Kendra Horton. Who comes in and I really take a a look at uh, who you are uh, and the package that you are asking me to wrap. And um, it's, it's amazing to me that people don't know what works best for their bodies. But you know, again, thank God for, for stylists and someone who has that keen eye because not everybody has that. If you're, when I was living in Seattle, it was so interesting to me that uh, a lot of people that I was working with, uh, very large uh, sums of money to work with. However, they had no clue how to shop, what worked for them, what key pieces to have. And the thing that separates me from most stylists is I work with you to show you how to maximize clothing you already own with a focus on silhouette, uh, size, and shape. I analyze your existing wardrobe, your profession, lifestyle, 
likes and dis- dislikes, favorite stores and designers, your shopping habits, color choices, and personal aesthetic to best advise your look. So once all that's out of the way, I go into your closet and we begin the purging process. People hang on to things. And you are, you know, a testament of what you can overcome if you believe in yourself. And a lot of people have pieces in their wardrobe that are pulling them back to a place that is not doesn't mentally it doesn't behoove the person that they're trying to come with that. What's an example? What's an example of that? What kind of piece would you throw away? I was working with a lady in uh, in Beverly Hills, and she had her former husband's bowling shirt. This was two husbands ago. Uh, yeah. And I am, uh, and she's telling me this, and I'm like, okay. She wanted to move on. I was like, well, let's let's give me a thirty. Uh, let's let's stop and discuss why you would want to keep this. And true, it was one item. Uh, however, that one item was representing something that was holding her back. And I could tell because of my ability to connect with people. I was a psychology major when I was in school, uh, briefly. But I, I really got to know uh, people's body languages and body language, excuse me, and how they were and how they perceive things so i could tell just by the way she spoke about it it just was a really uh i don't want to say negative but it wasn't pushing her forward it wasn't a positive piece so i explained to her i was like listen if we're going to get down to you know staple pieces pieces that you walk in here every day first of all you should know every piece that you have in your closet i walk into my closet and i know where every Thing is everything and the fact that you're hanging on to something that doesn't represent you is a problem so to make a long story short we ended up getting removing that piece so that we could bring in something that would help her attain whatever it is that she was looking for i don't like to disclose too much about my clients but no worries was, man. Uh, i think that that's letting go letting go is a huge part of transforming your style letting go of pieces that you haven't worn and I like to say over a year, uh, but people, I, I mean, even myself, unless something really works, I don't hang on to it for very long because your style is constantly evolving. We are an evolving species. Um, I think that's fair. So what are, what are three essentials to the wardrobe for both men and women? Three essentials. A great pair of denim, uh, jeans. Uh, a great pair of black, whether they're slacks, um, leggings, uh, if you're a female, just great fitting bottoms. Um, I would say a light denim, dark denim, khakis, gray, black. And when I say fit you greatly, I mean they fit around your waist, um, make, make your ass look good. Um, the length should be right above the right above the heel according to um uh classic style but i think a little bit the length is always good but as far as the tops are concerned white tee black tee i'm a very simple person as far as the way i dress you know every now and then i'll i'll throw i'll throw a you know a cape at them 
when they when they ain't expecting it. Yeah. But uh, I I think that less is more. I really do. And I think that finding some finding someone uh, who has great style and um, using them as an inspiration uh, is a really smart move. So where are good places for people to shop? You know, where's a uh, where's an affordable outlet for us to go grab these things? Well, that that all depends on your body, my dude. If you have, uh, like, for someone like you, it's a lot easier, no tea, no shade, uh, to find something because you have one of those bodies that you can walk into a store and most everything is going to look pretty fucking good on you. But me, I am six, pushing six, five. Uh, I've got a 33 inch waist and I'm about a 36 inch inseam. So you might have to uh, get a couple things tailored. Uh, a couple things meaning everything. (laughs) Yes. Every, everything I have is, is pretty much tailored. Honestly, dude, I really love going to secondhand stores, thrift stores, finding old pieces and having them tailored. It's all in the tailoring. If you had, uh, if we were on camera right now, there would be a, a giant graphic that said it's all in the tailoring because it, <laughs> it, it, it doesn't fit you. It doesn't work. It has to fit you. And I don't think that spending a lot of money equates to great style. It's an investment in yourself to look polished. For sure. Absolutely, man. First impressions are very important. They mean a lot. Uh, so you also create your own vintage pieces. Like you said, you like to go into secondhand stores. Man, you've created some really awesome pins that you've put on hats, uh, some really cool brooches. Go into that a little bit. I'm, I've still got some pieces I need to send you. Uh, remind me when we get off this call, I've got to send you those, uh, those hats. It is so much fun for me, Bo, to go into my grandparents' basement and or attic and find pieces that have been left to collect dust. And when I open these boxes, essentially a treasure trove, these things, pieces that have exquisite detail because things aren't made like they made. Um, I found uh, uh, a bracelet that was, uh, I think from the 1930s that was given to my grandmother by her grandmother um or mother that is just exquisite and if you find these things uh cherish them you can literally wear a piece that has been that has so much history to it and it's all in those little tiny details so if i find a brooch that my grandmother used to wear uh i put it on a hat or i put it i think i went to a wedding i wore one of my grandmother's brooches just on my uh, on my lapel and everybody was like dude that is fresh where did you get that i'm like dude i got it at uh you know my my nana's place you know what i'm saying that is not a store that's my literal nana's crib uh but turning you know something that was meant for nothing into something is uh is a great passion of mine for sure man well if we can, here before we close up, I'd like to get in and uh, talk about your new job, the new uh, the new job you just took on. Dude, where did that come from? Could you have ever seen me, honestly, teaching 
anything to students. No, but yes, it's so perfect for you, man. I can definitely, but see, I, I, I definitely think that you're going to be a great mentor. And that's something I wanted to talk to you about with this new job um, and being a mentor. Did you have any mentors growing up? I had several mentors. Um, personally, my grandfather was my most um, prominent mentor. He was constantly teaching me lessons. He, he, it's a running joke in our family about his I knew a man stories. This dude knew a man who did everything. He's like, Kendra, I knew a man who, who followed someone too close behind the car and they jammed on their brakes and ruined his front end. I was like, wow, you know, great story. As a kid, it was it was annoying, but as an adult, I remember these these stories that were at the end of the day lessons, and the lessons that he taught me were invaluable. My uh, second most notable would be someone that you know, uh, may he rest in peace, my uncle, um, Cornelius Martin. Correct. He was a great mentor in the sense that he was very generous with his time uh, with me. I was very, very close with my cousins, and I spent a lot of time um, watching, you know, the way he treated people, and this was a man who accomplished a lot, probably the most accomplished person that I, uh, one of the most accomplished people I've ever known. I'll get that out there. Um, And it was an honor and a blessing to be uh, his great nephew, but he was, I mean, you can, you can touch on this. He was the most stylish, non, um, he didn't have a, a large ego and you probably wouldn't, but he had a presence, did he not? He was such an amazing human being, man. I mean, there's very few words that you... I mean, there's so much that can be said, but then there's so little that can be said just because, I mean, at the end of the day, just wow, you know, and an incredible human being, someone that was compassionate, like you said, very uh, generous with his time. Um, Yeah, the world needs more people like that. And um, I'm telling you, I'm telling you. And his, he always looked like a million bucks, um... Even when we were on, I remember being on the farm and he just had on his white t-shirt, his, uh, his jeans and his shoes. They may have been, you know, Ferragamo, but you never, I knew, but it, it, he, no one else would have known. And uh, he, he was one of my, my style icons. To have an actual style icon in your life, I mean, you could not tell me those suits weren't fresh. And I knew that from an early age. He was always, always uh, ready as was my grandfather. I mean, this was a man who always tucked in his shirts. I I don't think I ever saw my grandfather in a pair of blue jeans. Honestly. So having such amazing, you know, role models and mentors growing up, do you are you going to carry that over into being a teacher now? And as your uh, as your role as a mentor now, does that kind of carry over? It does. Uh, to give a little insight. I have been, I was presented with, interesting, most of the, actually all of the positions that I've had in my life that I've either made the most money or made the greatest impact have come to me. I haven't sought them out. I was actually at a, uh, we won't call it a party because there are no parties uh, outside of Derby 
in uh, in Kentucky that uh, that are that notable. But I was at a gathering at a friend's place, and someone saw an ad that I had posted in the paper, and she was like, "Man, I've seen your face before." I was like, "Yeah, I don't know you." And she's like, I've seen you before. Uh, I just can't put my finger on it. But when she remembered, she had seen an ad that I had placed that ex- uh, that expressed, you know, what I did. And it had fallen on deaf ears. I was essentially selling my services in my hometown. And I got no calls. But it's like what I said earlier, dude. No matter what you do, someone's always watching. And someone saw that ad. And she was like, I work at this company called Job Corps, and these kids could really use someone like you to come in and, first of all, to just let them see a successful black male, um, if one would dare call me successful. Um, but someone who is, is just not the norm. And um, I feel like Job Corps has gotten a bad rep for you know being like a last chance uh, for troubled youth. And uh, that's just not the case. These kids, a lot of them come from very, we'll say, shaky backgrounds. But uh, they are learning so much. They are in class all day. And they are, they're honestly changing my life. The position um, entails a lot of communication between us. And we are so similar Um me and, and, the, and the, the young men that I work with in the sense that we all want to succeed. They want to succeed. They just, they're looking for the tools to use moving forward. And while she was telling me about this, I'm speaking both as, as someone who is currently working there and, you know, before I started, um, she was really, really pushing the fact, first of all, there weren't any black men on staff as far as uh, advisors were concerned. Um, there, which is a shame uh, in 2017. Um, so just to be able to go in and let them see me and, you know, see the way I carry myself and, and let them know how important the image that you're projecting is as far as the rest of your life goes as far as what you put on your social media is concerned about how you behave while you're out. Because I mean, you can attest to this dude, no matter what you do, my man, I'm telling you, someone is always watching. So that one time you choose to act a fool could make a ripple effect that can make waves in your later life. Absolutely. Well, I mean, think about all the people that have been fired from their jobs because of the crazy stuff they post on their Facebook, man. I mean, It is very crazy stuff they do, crazy stuff they say. I mean, kids these days are literally posting fights of of themselves fighting. They go live and like it it just it it amazes me because we I feel like we grew up in the perfect time, dude. Like, man, right, right. As the Internet was coming up, we got to enjoy it, but it didn't get to like completely destroy us, man. I'm. I'm very hesitant when it comes to young people and the internet and uh, technology now, man. I mean, it's uh, if you don't have if you don't have guidance or some direction out there, the internet's a very strange and confusing place, man. And so is so is junior high, so is high school, so is college. There's a lot of people out there that don't know which way is up, man. And um, right. 
that's what that's what we're here for, brother. We're here to try Absolutely. and we're here to try and direct people and let them know, man. Keep your head up, keep going. It'll get better. It but, does get better. It does, and, and and by no means were our lives easy, and that's I feel like that is a very important uh, thing to touch on. It's, for we sure. haven't gotten to this place because it was easy. Yeah, you nothing know, was handed to us. Yeah, nothing at all, and we have. Uh, and it's funny because when people look at, you know, someone like you or someone like me, they would think that, you know, wow, these two are probably, you know, you know, fuck these guys. As a matter of fact, fuck them. Because you you look at the outside and um, you make an assessment, as I was saying earlier, just based on image. But it is everyone has a struggle. Everyone has a story. And it's just what you turn that struggle into. And that's why I'm so honored and proud of you. Uh, honored to know you and proud of you because you have taken every negative and turned it into a positive. I've never once heard you complain about anything that has happened uh, in your life. You have turned uh, ashes into gold, my friend. Uh, And the fact that you are giving young people a platform to express themselves and to be not only seen but to be heard uh is to be heard is one of the greatest things in life if not the greatest to have someone hear you and see you for who you are this uh telling you you're on to something with this my man well thank you brother thank you very much man and um man all that means so much to me it really does i mean this is it might look easy on the outside, but the 60-hour work weeks, and now that I've added the podcast, you know, I'm painting and editing and recording and stuff like that. But, dude, I, I love it, man. It's beautiful. I wouldn't complain about a thing. And like you said, a lot of people don't have the opportunity to speak their mind or to express themselves positively and creatively. So that's I'm, uh, I'm just as grateful for you. I'm just as grateful for this podcast and... Um, Man, we're going to do some great things with it, that's for sure. And uh, stay tuned, everybody. So uh, as our closing question, brother, I wanted to ask you, what does your outside voice sound like? What does outside voice studios mean to you? I told from an, an early age, as you said, my dude, to, to use our inside voices, but it's those outside voices that are, are going to change the world. And uh, thank you for letting me uh, use my outside voice. Brother, thank you, man. It's been a privilege and an honor. This is uh, this has really been great. This has been a, a real treat for me. So thank you for coming on, man. I, I can't thank you enough. And to all your listeners, you guys, it gets it gets really good. Just hang in there, and no matter what you're going through, we're here. God, I love you. I don't know you. <laughs> hey, sending some love out, man. Yeah, I send dude, my love out, love, too. Man. I love you, Mr. Spencer, and I love what you're doing. I love you too, brother. Thank you so much. And uh, I'm really proud of you. I'm proud of the new job that you're taking on as a uh, mentor and as a teacher. I think that you're really going to touch the uh, lives of some young people in a very special way. I think you're going to do an amazing thing, brother. So thank you, man, and thank you for being a part of the Outside Voice Studios podcast. Go ahead and let people know where they can find you on social media. You can find me on your block. You you can find me on uh, Facebook. My Facebook presence isn't as strong as my Instagram presence. And I'm currently 
in the, um, in the midst of working on my website, but my Instagram is at Kentre Horton. That's K E N T R E H O R T O N. Uh, everything I post is, is pretty near and dear to my heart. So, uh, you can catch me there. How about it? All right, man. Uh, do you have your website up and running still? My website is up and running, but it, it is under construction. That's, again, KentreHorton.com. I kept it very basic, my man. Perfect. I was trying to come up with something clever, uh, more clever, but uh, my uh, my name is as far as I was willing to go. There we go, man. Well, I mean, sometimes that's all you need, brother. Uh, so once again, man, thank you, thank you, thank you a million times for coming on the show, man. Thank you for this. Nothing but love to you and all your listeners. Thank you absolutely man all right guys that is gonna wrap it up for today's episode thank you all for listening in thank you for pleasant uh for pressing play and thanks for being present we've uh got a lot got a lot in store and got a lot going on for the future so hang in there stay tuned and we'll be back with more outside voice studios <laughs>